Hey, it's Rachel, your go-to encourager and coach. I know you love our podcast talks, but imagine taking that connection to the next level in person. I'm more than a clarity coach. I'm someone who's been in the trenches juggling all the things. I get it. I've danced with chaos, overloaded schedules, and the struggle to prioritize self-care. But I found the rhythm. And I've got the strategies to help your ladies create some breathing room. So if you're organizing an event, whether it's a conference, church gathering, or retreat, and you want a speaker who brings humor, real talk, and a dose of inspiration, I'm your girl. Let's chat about making your event a memorable one. Visit racheldbaker.com slash speaking. That's racheldbaker.com slash speaking. I can't wait to connect. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Hey, welcome to episode four of Create Some Breathing Room. Today, we are talking about something that's kind of become a bit of a buzzword. We're going to talk about burnout. (laughs) And I want you to know, this is not just one of the things you're going to listen to. It's like, oh, burnout is bad. Don't get burned out. I want to talk about what it actually is. I want to talk about how we can determine if we're getting close to burning out in the things that we're doing. And I want to talk about how to avoid it. How do you change your trajectory so that you don't actually reach burnout? Because I think that's going to be a lot more helpful than if we just talk about how burnout's not great and nobody wants that. So let's get real about it, and let's start by talking about what even burnout is. I think a lot of times when we talk about this concept, you think of things like, I'm just exhausted, I'm tired, I don't want to do these things anymore, work is too hard, or something similar to that. Burnout is not just, this is hard. It's not like you run out of gas and swerve off to the side of the road. Burnout is crashing into a wall and exploding into flames and being burned to a crisp. That's burnout. Okay, so here's what it can look and feel like in a practical sense. When you have hit burnout, you are not productive. You're not as motivated. The motivation is gone. Productivity is gone. You have nothing left to offer the world. And because you feel that way, but you know there's still stuff that needs to get done, you're more irritable. There are mood swings. Some days you're just floating along, trying to get by, and then bam, you are cranky as all gets out. 
Uh, you might have trouble sleeping, which does not help with your irritability. Insomnia is a very real thing. There are physical symptoms that come with burnout. There are headaches, stomach aches, your hormones are going to get all out of whack. If you have super high stress, cortisol levels are going to be high. And with all of this going on, you feel completely out of whack, fried to a crisp. There's a very good chance that you are withdrawing from people. You are not as interested in hobbies, things that made you happy and brought you joy. Not so much anymore. There's just nothing left in the tank to give. Because remember, it exploded. It caught on fire. Now you're burnt to a crisp. This, obviously, is not where we want to land. So if you are already feeling overwhelmed, you feel like your plate is too full, you feel like there's not enough of you to go around, right? We talk about, I'm spread too thin, there are not enough hours in the day, I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. We're not going to live here, okay? You cannot live here. This is the path to the crash and the fiery explosion. I do not want that for you. So regardless of how you personally deal with feeling overwhelmed, I want you to know there are several questions you can ask to do kind of an overall capacity assessment, right? This month, we're still talking about looking at our personal capacity. What does that look like? What does that mean? How do you measure what you can actually do, get done, manage within the day-to-day? So let's talk about some of these questions, some of these things that you can look at to assess what your capacity is and where it's at with all that you have going on in life. So first of all, you're going to look obviously at the number of tasks and appointments and events. What is the number of things that you've got on your plate? And this is looking at your available time that you even have to give, your available energy, because things take energy, right? And then what's the level of difficulty? So these are kind of the three key aspects. When you look at the number of tasks, you're going to look at the time and the energy that you have available and how difficult is it for you to get that done. Some things are easier for you than they may be for somebody else, and some things are harder for you than they may be for somebody else. That's a factor to consider. So look at your to-do list. Look at everything you've got on your plate right now, and I want you to ask, are you including tasks that work towards larger goals that you have, or are you just staying busy? So what is the purpose of each of these things that fill your time? If they do not align with your goals, your values, the place you're trying to get to, why are they there? What is their purpose? That's the first thing I want you to look at. The next thing is, do you have enough time to actually plug this in today? And part of that is, do you have a good sense of how long something will take you? Some things we know, if you have a meeting, you have an appointment, you know this is going to take 30 minutes. This will take one hour. But then there are other things you sit down to do it, and you may not have a really good idea of exactly how long it's going to take. Maybe you plug it into this 20-minute slot, 
and it's actually going to take you an hour and a half. That's not going to work. So do you have the time to plug it in where you've put it? And with that in mind, do you have a good sense of really how long it's going to take? So ask that one. The next question I want you to ask is, what else do I have going on today or this week? So are you considering the appointments, the meetings, the events when you are filling your day with these other tasks that are on your to-do list, whether it's personal or work, it doesn't even matter. Either way, you've got to consider, if I've got a meeting, if I've got a doctor's appointment, if I have to pick up my kid from school to take them to a doctor's appointment, and then do I have to take them back to the school? There's just so many factors that a lot of times we don't look at honestly the time that they take and how they're going to interfere with all the other things we want to get done. If you're only looking at your to-do list for the day, and you say, I can totally get all that knocked out today, and you don't consider the fact that you've got a doctor's appointment at an office that's 25 minutes from your house, that just cut into the number of things you can actually get done in the time that you have. So make sure you look at what else you've got going on in your day. All right, we're going to look at two more questions. The next one is, how much energy does this task take? And the idea behind this, when I'm looking at my calendar, I have to look at the energy I have to give for the day because we've only got so much. That's not an infinite resource, right? Eventually, you're going to collapse or you're going to get cranky or whatever. So if I have meetings, in one day, uh, that's going to take a little more energy than if I am folding some laundry, right? Those are completely different tasks. It seems like apples and oranges, but they're all things that have to get done. So I could probably fold some laundry on the same day that I have meetings with people. But if I have a day that has three meetings already on it, and then somebody else wants a coaching session, I know that's not the day to put the coaching session. I've already got three meetings. I am peopled out. I would 100% rather sit on my couch with some episode of something from HGTV rolling in the background while I fold laundry. I can put that on the same day. But to also prepare and interact with another human for an additional however long and do this coaching, that's a lot more energy. That needs to go on a day where I don't have three other meetings. So as you look at the day, as you try to find places for these tasks to go on your calendar, how much energy does it take? And which day do you have other things that it's compatible with so that you are not completely drained by the time you wrap it all up? All right. And the last question, is this in your wheelhouse or... Are you going to have to stretch yourself a little bit to get this task done? So for me, things that are in my wheelhouse, I can write, I can speak. Um, I'm not shabby at creating graphics in Canva. Like those are all pretty well within my wheelhouse. And so I don't worry too much if I have a few tasks like that in a day. If I have to do something that stretches me a little further, 
and for work that may be um, optimizing something, doing something on the technical end. That's going to drain me. I'm going to have to learn a little more. It's going to take some more time. Or if it's something around the house, if I've got to fix something, I just, that's a whole thing. Maybe I can, maybe I can't, maybe I try. It takes a while. I'm watching YouTube videos. If it's something that comes naturally to you, then it's probably not going to take as long, expend as much energy. It's something you can knock out pretty easily. If it's something that's going to stretch you a bit, then you've got to kind of keep in mind, this might take longer, this might take more energy, I might have to do a little educating myself along the way. That's part of getting that task done. So keep that in mind as well as you fill your day. So we know important questions to ask now as we look at where to plug things in on our calendar and throughout our day. So now that you know how to answer some of those questions a little better, let's talk about what living within your actual capacity can look and feel like. We know what it can look and feel like when we hit burnout, right? The crashing, the burning, the blazing. It's awful. We don't want to go there. But do you know what living within your actual capacity can look and feel like to not be constantly overwhelmed, to not feel like you're headed towards burnout? Let's talk about that. It can look and feel like setting boundaries to protect your energy and time, and leaving some space to create some breathing room for yourself. What a novel idea. It doesn't sound difficult when we say it, but when it comes down to actually doing it, that's an intentional choice to say, these boundaries matter. I can only fit so many meetings into one day. That was a hard one for me. I want to talk to all the people all the time and help everybody, right? That's what I do. I help people. But when I realized I've only got so much time and these other things have to get done too, I've only got so much energy and I want to give my best self when I meet with people. That helps in setting those boundaries. I can't have more than this many meetings or this many coaching sessions in a day. And then maybe a day or two after that, I need to work on other things and not have that interaction because my introverted self needs to recharge. Those are important things to consider. So it can be setting those boundaries leaving some space to create some breathing room for yourself. And it can be making choices that actually align with your goals, your priorities. You're not just putting things on your list or on your calendar because somebody else expects you to do it. You're putting things on your to-do list, on your calendar, because they are helping you reach the bigger goals that you have for yourself for your life, for your family, for the people that you're serving, whatever that is, it needs to align with your goals, your values, your priorities. And then the final thing, what this can look like, living within your personal capacity. I want you to know living intentionally like this, it feels empowering. It feels fulfilling. Because not only are you creating that breathing room for yourself, not only are you working towards your own goals, but you've chosen that 
for yourself. Nobody else has chosen it for you. And you've shown yourself that you are capable of doing this. You are valued in a way that this matters. And you are working towards and fulfilling those goals that you've set. What an amazing feeling. Here's the facts. Living in a state of overwhelm will lead to burnout. But there are some simple ways to avoid this if you are willing to take a hot second and make those adjustments. There are several questions you can ask to do that overall capacity assessment. And knowing how you typically deal with everything when you are drowning allows you to make an intentional and an effective plan. So start taking action. Put boundaries in place so you can live within your personal capacity and create that breathing room in your life. You are worth it. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.